0: Hello, Lava and welcome to the Samoan Scientist Podcast. This episode I'm talking about my PhD journey which has been a long three years. So if you're someone who is needing some inspiration right now, who is in a bit of a tough place in terms of academia, you're going to want to hear this because I'm hoping that some of my experiences can help you on your journey. Well, it has been a long time since I've updated everyone And now I feel that it's appropriate that I can talk about my journey Because um, it has ended up in a place where I feel comfortable to talk about it But also have something meaningful to say Everything that I do on this channel is for you And I want it to be helpful for you Not just a (laughs) whining um, space for me So... I don't even know where to start. Well, let's start to talk about what a PhD is. Um, PhD is many things actually, but some people describe it as the highest form of education at the university. It has been described as um, you're going to be an expert in, in that area of research that you're conducting it's PhDs are usually new types of research and they're usually about three to four years of your life researching one topic and for me a PhD was on the cards most probably after my master's degree and so for me I knew that I wanted to be a to do my PhD because I understood that in order to be a lecturer at the university or even an academic I need to have a PhD so the PhD is a stepping stone into academia and for me that's where I want to be Uh, see there's just so much to unpack so let's let's go back to Samoa This is around the end of 2018, 2019 my contract had finished in Samoa I was working as a senior research scientist at the scientific research organisation of Samoa helping to establish um, an export pathway from Samoa to Australia for our fresh Samoan taro. So, we did a lot of science work behind that, and I was doing that for two years, and I really, really enjoyed that experience. I learned so much about the Samoan culture, I learned so much about um, my colleagues and how science worked in Samoa, and I'm just so grateful for that experience because I could have not experienced that in New Zealand at all. Once my contract finished in Samoa, I decided to come back to New Zealand. Um, The main reason why is because all my family is here in New Zealand. So my Nana, who's 90 years old, she's got dementia. I wanted to come back and look after her. My mum is here, my partner's here, and also my dad is here. And we are a family that has lots and lots of animals. So like they can range from cats to miniature horses and so if you know animals they take a lot of time and work to take care of them so my mum needed me to come back and help with the animals so having come back to New Zealand I'm like cool I'm just going to get settled in and that time I can use to look after my nana which was nice spending time with her but also in my mind I'm like I want to do a PhD as well so when you start it's different for everyone, but when you start wanting to start a PhD, you have to have supervisors, and these supervisors are going to guide you on your journey. Um, they're going to be that support there for you. So what that meant is that. I had many conversations with d- different supervisors. I started with the University of Auckland because that was my background. I did my undergraduate there, and I knew some people who had um, who had crossed paths with paths paths with. And so the reason I was having conversations with different supervisors is because for my master's research was a year. I I decided very quickly afterwards that I didn't want to do anything to do with Taro and I didn't want to to do anything with my supervisors. And that's because I had a really bad experience more towards the end of my masters, which has actually made me, it's actually traumatic um, now that I think about it because it has been um, a massive wall in my career so far and is still becoming a really big, roadblock for me so I made the choice that I wanted to talk to different, different supervisors and that I wanted to change my topic completely I don't want to do anything about Tara and so if you're at that stage and you're looking at supervisors um, it's really important to know what you're passionate about and what you need I was told that when you're looking at supervisors we are the customer and so we we dictate what we want not more not the other way around I'm, I'm more of a person who likes to conform because that's easy and it's no complication but I think as a PhD student it is really important to know what you want know your passions and know what you need and make that extremely clear with the people that you're talking to because when you have these conversations you will realize very quickly whether you will gel with that person or whether you will not and my advice is that to trust your gut feeling and to make sure that you are comfortable with these supervisors and that they're also going to give you the expertise and support that you need so these conversations that I had lasted so what are we 29 2018 miserably six months um it was I don't even know how this first how this came about, how I met this person, but there was um, a, a professor that I met at University of Auckland at the Faculty of Medical Health Sciences and what I liked is that they were very passionate about my work um, and they were the only person that said to me, yep, we are really keen to have you on our team um, and we can definitely... Um, fit you into our project come this date and you can come and see the lab and for me that was really um, new (laughs) because all the conversations that I had before that was like oh that's nice we may have a project here but we still need to get funding and so there were a lot of knows in my mind but this person at the faculty of medical health sciences was immediately like yes when can you start and so um I took that as a positive and I felt that um that I could work with this person I'm not going to name names (laughs) um I will name some names um and those people know who they are who I don't name but um this person can rename can remain nameless (laughs) I wrote some notes here so I don't go too off topic okay sorry guys I'm just looking through my notes because I there's so much to unpack that I don't want it to be too overwhelming cool so around the middle of 2019 it was clear to me that I wanted to continue my PhD with a supervisor and um, generally with PhD projects you need to find funding you need to find money to fund your project for experiments if you're doing experiments or materials um, or if you're interviewing people you know to provide core half for them like a gift and also to fund your living expenses. So um, that team there, you <coughs> said it was good for me to apply for the Health Research Council scholarship, the Pacific PhD scholarship. Um, that was because my project aligned with the Health Research Council goals um, and I was I am Pacific. So they believe that I'll be a good candidate for that. Um, In terms of application processes, this is a big application process and if you're going towards down the academia path, you're going to need to know how to do these things. For this application, for the scholarship, they wanted to know what my project was, how I was going to do it, how long it was going to take, what type of methods I was going to use sometimes in details as to what instrument am i going to use to measure certain things and also they wanted to know information about my supervisors you know they asked for their cvs they asked for my cv and a bit of background about myself so this is a really big meaty application but they're wanting to see that their money is going to um, support a student who is passionate about their work has a really solid, um, scientifically um, well-thought-out project and that I have supervisors around me that that are going to support me on this journey. Um, I can't explain too much in detail what the project is because I know my mind is going to change. But what I can say is that it's going to look at the Samoan traditional diet And for me, I'm really passionate about indigenous knowledge. And so I'm wanting to understand the Samoan traditional diet in terms of pre-colonization. That's what I'm most excited about and also understanding it through Western science. So don't know how that's going to happen, but that's part of the PhD process. And that was my topic that I proposed in the HRC scholarship. Um, Tuesday the 8th of October 2019 I got email confirmation that I had received the Health Research Council Pacific PhD Scholarship so I was super happy because my supervisors didn't think I got the application they actually said to me oh that wasn't detailed enough we're going to look for another source of funding for you and so I was really happy that I got it because I worked so hard and I what helped is that I asked previous um, award winners about their application and how they did it because their application was accepted and so um, if they're looking for that type of um, format and detail then it's you know it's really good idea to look at their application so you can get give yourself a really good chance. So I was super happy about that and um, I was like cool like they recognize my hard work, they recognize my passion and that um, they didn't recognize my grades. And so this brings me back to my master's where I received a B- for my master's and I was so devastated about that because I gave it my all. I did not do a master's just to get a B minus. I did not do that hard work just to get a B minus. And for me, back in that time, that B minus dictated my worthiness of being a scientist. And that B minus also represented that I am not good enough to be a scientist because that does not qualify me to get into a PhD. So this is different at different universities and different faculties, but at the University of Auckland um, for the sciences, if you wanted to get into a PhD, you need to at least get a B plus in your masters in order to be automatically accepted into the PhD programme. And so for me, I was just absolutely disgusted by this mark so much so that on my graduation day I left that day to go to Samoa because I was not walking across that stage to get my mark because I did not believe that I deserved that mark and so I've had conversations with these people about that mark about getting it re-looked at about it getting it remarked and they said to me that's what my project is worth and so in my mind I'm like it's taken a year for the university to mark my master's work and you're going to tell me that that's what it's worth, fuck you, like I'm just like I'm done, at that point I'm like it's not worth it, I'm walking away and I'm walking away on my graduation day (laughs) so I don't have to face everyone there and be ashamed of my mark and be ashamed of I wasn't ashamed of my work, that's the thing, I was so passionate about it, and I felt that it was very significant work, and it has been significant work, especially for Samoa, but to be um, boxed in, in a westernized, colonized institution is very, very demeaning, and it is very, it takes a toll on me, and it's, I can't even describe the words, I don't have the words at the moment, but I'm still working through that, and that happened like in 2016, so, and it is affecting me now in my work, so, going back to the HRC application, they did not care that I got a B- minus for my master's mark, they could see my passion and hard work and ethic through the many other accolades that I had completed. Um, throughout that time and also the people that I had around me were supportive enough so yay that was a really good sign so I had received funding for my PhD from the health research council so that was amazing and I received that on um well, I received the email confirmation for that on Tuesday, the 8th of October, 2019. The next step that I needed to do was to enroll in the PhD program at the University of Auckland. And for that, I needed to do another proposal about what my project was going to look like, um, the objectives, how I was going to carry that out. And so that was quite nice because all the work that I'd done for the HRC application, I just copied and pasted that for... The PhD application. So I submitted my PhD application on Sunday 25th of October 2019 and then about three weeks later on Thursday the 14th of November in 2019 I received a notification that my PhD application was declined and so I was really 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 surprised, um, upset by this because I I felt that my project was enough and that I was enough to carry out a PhD because I just received that HRC scholarship I received money to carry out my work but then to get a decline from the University of Auckland I was extremely disappointed sad, frustrated because from my understanding the HRC um, scholarships are quite prestigious and so... Um that brought me back down again in a way and it kind of <sighs> not reminded <laughs> I kinda I don't know well I guess it did. It reminded me that I'm not good enough, that I'm not smart enough, that um science is not for me and I'm not gonna be the sound scientist anymore because my PhD application has declined and I was hundred percent sure because that was a, because that was of my master's mark, which is a B minus. And so, uh, through conversations with my supervisors, um, they said that, well, I can't remember exactly how it went, but I remember reading myself that within the um, University of Auckland's um, fine print. They said that if someone does not meet the requirements into a PhD, there is another pathway that they can do. And so what they need to do is provide a case for themselves. And that case must include um, the academic ability, you know, like support letters of people that they've worked with, um, publications in science. So in science, um, you, are, you, publish, you, you publish or you perish. So meaning that as a scientist, you must publish a lot of papers to be relevant and to basically, you know, that's how they measure your success, which is, I just think is disgusting, but that's the system that is set up for scientists generally. Um, and so my supervisors were happy to go ahead and create this case and provide the evidence that the University of Auckland required So on Monday the 18th of November, we um, began that process and that process mainly involved my supervisors and the university. So a lot of the times I didn't receive any of the emails, I didn't know what cases, what things were required for this case. A lot of the information was relayed to me via my supervisors, which I just find odd because I'm the one who's going to be writing this or needing to contact people and so this took about 10 months and the reason why it took 10 months is because there was a breakdown in communication with the university the university would ask for support letters for example and so my supervisors would tell me and I'd go do that and we provide that And then there'd just be a month of no communication and this just went on and on and on and on and we met the university's needs and what they needed us to do so what i did is i provided support letters from prestigious academics at the university of auckland i provided um support letters also from my previous manager where i worked I worked in, uh, as a senior research scientist for two years. I had two publications um, within my CV. I have a lot of community engagement and also um, my involvement in the Tuakana program at the University of Auckland, which is um, an academic program for Maori Pacific students to help them throughout the university journey. And also my my community engagement with Samoan scientists, as well as the HRC Um, application the funding to do my PhD so I wasn't asking them for funding and also I'm a minority there are very few very very few um Pacific scientists at any of the universities and I felt that my case was strong I had a lot of support around me in terms of people helping me do the application um and my supervisor supervisor's also backing me. But on the other hand, there was also a lot of, um, I guess, I don't even know how to describe it, but like it felt like I was breaking down because it took 10 months for this to happen. I was really questioning myself, you know, um, do I actually wanna do this? Is this something that I want to do? Because it's just taking so long And also there was that financial strain I didn't want to take up a full time job Because they might say after a couple of months Like okay cool um, You can go start your PhD And that's what I was thinking You know this process isn't going to take long So I had that financial strain um, There was a lot of like um, I don't even know how to describe But it was like someone scientist does not does not define me like I'm that is not me all the time. So who am I the other half of the time? And so there was that journey that I had to explore. What do I enjoy to do? What what makes me happy? And then there's also that another question of what is success to me. Because at that moment I felt like I was failing all the time. But I'm like, grades should not determine my success. People mucking me around should not determine my success. For me, at that time, I had no idea what that meant to me. So there was a lot of self reflection. Um, my mental well being was just like at an all time low. There was financial stress during that 10 months. And I believe that was the start of COVID as well. So we were handling lockdowns. I was, um, you know, taking care of my Nana full time um, without the support of my mum. And so, there was a lot of stress going through that. And on top of that, I wasn't even sure if I was going to get into the PhD program. Um, but on Wednesday, 9th of September 2020, my PhD application was declined again. So, after I provided all their evidence, um, my work experience, support letters from prestigious academics, my community engagement I got the money you know I'm someone in science like it was declined again and so again that decline point again reminded me like yeah you're not you're not cut out for the science like you're not smart enough um the university recognizes that and for me I'm like yeah that's there's a time to just walk away Yep, I'm, again, I'm going to walk away Because this, at that time It felt like it wasn't worth it And it's really hard to make that decision to walk away Because you're like, well, this is what I've been doing For majority of my life since I finished high school And now I'm just going to walk away Because someone said no I mean, it's, those were a lot of the conversations Going through my head And so, again, extremely sad disappointed um very shocked um shocked that it well that's kind of expected of the University of Auckland you know takes some 10 months to respond and then I get a decline so I guess not too shocked but still shocked <laughs> you know it's like I think it's just like how I don't I don't know because I think I I believe in myself like I can absolutely do this PhD like I'm willing to put in the hours like I love working hard sometimes I will sacrifice too much and sac- just work through the weekends but know I know that I can do that but to have the university say it's that I can't do it it's very <sighs> frustrating And so from that point, my supervisors said to me that the university said that I can't go straight into the PhD, but what they can offer is an alternative pathway. And that alternative pathway is more study. And what I would need to do is I would need to complete a certificate in postgraduate health sciences, which was one semester. So one semester is about half half of the year I would need to take two papers and I would also need to take complete a dissertation which was ten thousand words and for that dissertation and two papers I must get at least B plus in all of them and so um that was interesting And what helped me make that decision was talking with people at the university who have had some experience around that. So um, there were key people at the University of Auckland that I talked to and who were really helpful. And I concluded that I've got nothing to lose. Um, I'm being I was um, I was um, what do you call it? I didn't pay for the courses and if it all goes to shit then I would have picked up some skills and learned some new things and in my mind I wouldn't have lost anything um I just would have um developed more skills for me so my superv- so I said to my supervisors okay nothing to lose let's go I'm all in um, and on top of that, they felt that it was a good idea for me to do a summer studentship. And so I'm keen, you know, I'm all in, let's go. So a summer studentship is where um, generally at universities, you, cr- you have a project over the summer and you're paid for it and um, you write a report at the end. And so I started that the end of October, I think, in 2020. And that was a really good experience to work in the lab in something completely different. Um, it wasn't taro-related. So I learned a lot. I learned a lot of new skills. And I was paid over that summer. And I finished that on Friday, the 26th of February, 2021. And I was feeling really confident to... Um, get into my certificate of postgraduate health sciences studies because I felt like I had already hit the ground running I was reading papers like you know my brain was already in training so after my summer studentship I did the courses really really enjoyed them I learned a lot um learned a lot um I want to say that the way that I approached these courses were a lot different compared to undergraduate. So in undergraduate, I came out of high school, did not know how the system worked, did not know where to find past papers. And so I was quite like lost in undergraduate. But for this course, I felt really focused. I knew where to look for things. I, was, I understood that in order to succeed, I need to work to the system. I need to work to the way that the markers are wanting to mark this course i'm needing i'm needing to write certain words sometimes there's certain words that you just need to write down that these markers are going to go tick 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 and so unfortunately it's not so much learning but it's learning how to work in that western way and get the marks that you need to get so i felt really accomplished during that time of doing that and i felt really successful so um I completed that course on Tuesday the 3rd of August 2021 so just just um I guess summarizing so this journey started in 2019 must be beginning of 2019 and here I am 2021 still not yet in the PhD program so two years later I'm still fighting this fight <laughs> But Tuesday, 3rd of August, 2021, I completed my certificate postgraduate health sciences. Marks came out. Um, I got a B plus for one of my papers, um, an A for one of my papers. But for my dissertation, which was 10,000 words, it's like a project that I do over six months, I got a B. I got a B and... That is bad because the university said that I must get a B-plus in the dissertation and the papers in order to be accepted into the PhD program. So I'm like, (laughs) I'm all in. I did all I can, could. I did all I could. I paid someone to edit my work, which is very common you know, to make sure that the full stop's in the right place and the comma's in the right place because my writing is not the best. And I got a B. And so what's most frustrating is that my supervisors were so supportive. I was meeting with them weekly. We were going through the, the thesis, the dissertation that I was writing. They were giving me confidence like, yep, that's good, keep going or do more of this. Okay, I'm doing that. And when it came to my mark, it was not good enough. It was not good enough because it was a B. And here we are, you know, we're talking about marks here. A B is not good enough in order to be to get into the PhD program. A B doesn't, a B, like, this is how I'm thinking. A B shows them that I did not work a, hard enough a B shows a university that I am not working hard enough that I a B shows a university that I'm not passionate about my work a B shows a university that I am not willing to put in the hours and in my mind that just does not make sense it just it just doesn't and so I felt really defeated because I had actually changed the whole way that I used to write um I worked really hard on my writing because I know that is a skill that I'm that's my weakest um skill and so you know I use lots of templates um just the wording of my thesis was completely different to my master's like complete opposite to be like you're reading a different person's writing and I felt that I accomplished so much and improved so much over that um over those six months during that course, and my supervisors also agreed with that. So they're either lying to my face or they're just like they're as confused as I am. And so my supervisors had another conversation with the university and said, Well, what is the other pathway? You know, is there another pathway? Uh, in addition to this pathway you know we're just going to be like an amaze by the time that I finish Um, and so they said what I could do is write um, a piece of work that is good enough to be published and then they will assess whether that's good enough um, in order for me to be accepted into the PhD program and so the thing about papers is that they take a lot of time to write Um, and then once you submit them to a journal they could take a year to be accepted and then you may have to do corrections and then there was just a lot of unknowns and at that point I have spent two years of unknown time and of nothing guaranteed and so I'm like no thank you (laughs) I am I'm just I've had enough of unknownness I've had enough of being mucked around I'm going, um, see you later and, um, not even thank you (laughs) because this is just ridiculous at that point. And so for the rest of 2021, after my studies, I looked at other universities because I'm like, fuck this, like, I'm just. How dare they You know It's like How dare they I'm just another number I'm just another Source of income But Clearly Clearly they didn't want My um, HRC funding So I'm just Really Over it um, Oh and, and, and Just a side note as well I was told that um, When I was form, Forming my case The funding is Not taken into Consideration So um, even though I had funding to support me, they said that doesn't matter. We don't, we're not looking at that. That doesn't help your case. So I'm like, um, okay, this is really weird. <laughs> so anyway, the rest of 2021, I was looking at other universities. I was looking at um, AUT, University of, um, oh, sorry, Victoria University, Massey University, Waikato Uni. And it was really really nice actually to see what's happening in different spaces especially in terms of pacifica and um who's progressing more than others <laughs> um but it was really nice to chat with people who were um more understanding of my case and i think it really helped that i knew what i wanted at that time i knew what i'm passionate about i already had a um project so it was a it was really easy to see how um those supervisors could help me at the different universities so those conversations with the supervisors were a lot easier to have compared to when I was just when I came over in 2019 and I was just having random conversations and um I actually applied for um two of the unis and got in like without any problems Um, into the PhD program without any problems so and it took like three months three or four months and so for me that was really encouraging to see that the other universities were more understanding of me and that being mucked around for 10 months basically a year is not normal um, because to me it felt like it was normal at the University of Auckland Um, but it was really nice to see okay cool like I'm not dumb you know like I I can be in science and these colonized places that I want to get into um do see that I'm keen and want to be into the PhD program so that's it that was really positive um and I felt like okay cool you know I'm slowly breaking away from the University of Auckland I'm feeling really good about myself now um still a bit cautious at the same time because of what's happened, you know, like that's traumatic and that's experience and um, I don't forget what's happened to me, you know, you you learn from your lessons and you know the people who, um, who taught you those lessons and I felt good to separate myself from University of Auckland. It was around... October end of 2021 that I got a message from my supervisors saying that they would um sorry a bit before this my supervisors wanted to try one last um push for my case and I said yeah go for it you know I've got nothing to lose again <laughs> um and very, and I was thinking that nah, like my case isn't going to be accepted I've been mucked around this long they won't want to have me anymore And then around October 2021, my case was accepted by the Vice-Chancellor. And so what should have been a really celebratory moment and joyous moment, it was sour. It was really sour to me because it was the way that I got it. You know, I had to endure two years of being mucked around and doing what the university told me and, you know, not having achieved what they wanted me to do. And then to have my case just be accepted. It was like, okay, Cool. Like, (laughs) that's how it felt. And so at that point, I'm like, wow, I actually have many options because I was accepted into two other universities and now the Auckland University. And so for me, I went from no options to many options. And again, many conversations were had, a lot of conversations with myself, um, also other contacts that I met at the other universities were like pivotal in having these conversations about what I should do next and it was really good for me to talk to Pacific academics and I felt that they knew how to play the game they knew how these systems work and you know they gave me some warnings they gave me some tips but ultimately you know they said it's up to me it is my decision it is what's going to suit me best and what is going to suit me best in my career um, so for me I felt that the other options like in terms of location they were a bit far and even though I would have traveled and that would have you know I don't mind traveling if I have an option closer to home that I would prefer to take that and I felt that the University of Auckland was a better fit for me in terms of location and a key important point well the main reason that I took the University of Auckland PhD position is because of a supervisor who was extremely um how do I say it extremely like in my corner (laughs) extremely like yeah like he's he's like the coach and he's like all there for you and he's there supporting you and he knew how frustrated I felt during those two years and if it wasn't for him then I would have not ended up at the University of Auckland and so I took the University of Auckland PhD program um position and at this point I'm feeling determined I have a list of people that um, that are going to be proven wrong I am very determined to um, be academically successful in the university's eyes so I can prove them wrong but most importantly um, successful for our Pacific community and provide for them as well so I feel like in this stage that I am and it's hard to do this because I'm so conflicted by it but it's like trying to be successful in the colonized world and also sorry the western world and the pacific world and usually i wouldn't want to be successful in the western world but because of the history that's happened and this trauma that's happened i feel that it's important to shove it in their face and so for me that is absolutely one of my goals to be academically successful in the western world in their eyes to prove people wrong to publish 10 papers from my PhD and be like the best I can be in terms of writing, because I wanna be the absolute best at writing and work on my skill in writing in an academic way. But at the same time, I'm like, I also need to be that, um, also a person who is bringing up power, someone traditional knowledge to academia. And that I feel that I am a bridge between um, our communities, our knowledge holders and the academic world. And that I can choose to stop things and make sure that they are not talked about in this world in the Western world, and also to pass things over the bridge that the community has agreed to share. And so I'm walking a fine line and I feel like this will develop over time and that um, these conversations will be ongoing. So on Wednesday, the 26th of January, 2022, um, I was officially enrolled and inducted into the PhD program at the University of Auckland. So from 2019, when I accepted my HRC funding scholarship, to the beginning of 2022 so 19, 20, 21, three <laughs> three years later I finally am accepted into a PhD program and so I mean <laughs> you may be thinking like is she dumb like why does she stay <laughs> three years trying to get into this university like she must be really dumb like why would she put herself through that And I ask myself that a lot. I feel like COVID was a good distraction. I feel like, you know, looking after my Nana was a good distraction in terms of I don't mind taking my time. I would rather use my time spending it with Nana compared to jumping into a PhD, which I know is going to be full time. Um, And I guess on the other hand, why did I stay that three years? Uh... I guess fear as well not knowing what else was out there what other supervisors would be out there knowing that it would take so much time to know these other supervisors as well and the possibility of relocating and moving so there was also fear that's why I stayed that long I guess but on the other hand I guess that showed like my determination not gonna give up um I don't even know, you know. I'm still getting my head around this. So, um, it will take away. I don't. I don't know how to finish this, but <laughs> I guess. I hope that you've learned something from me blabbing about my journey and that you learn from my mistakes that is most important because some of us cannot afford to muck around for three years we have families you know we need to provide for our babies so please learn from my lessons if you have any other questions coming from this you know please ask me because I'm more than happy to help you and especially if you are in a similar situation because um, I would say that I was really hard done by and that I would be a, um, a worst case scenario example but not the only example, unfortunately, because I've had many conversations with other people who've had a similar experience, but have actually gone elsewhere. So this unpacking on my PhD journey um, was not a whining session. It was um, a learning session for you. Um, learn from it, make notes, ask questions, talk to other people. And I would say that when you're going through really difficult times, it's okay to not know what's going to be the next step. But I think it is so important that you know yourself, that you're capable of moving through and getting through a small task at a time. Um, I was going to end it there But that seems really weird Um, um, I don't feel like I have anything else to add So Thank you so much For listening And I will see you on another episode Or in the DMs Or on Instagram Twitter, Facebook just feel free to message me about any questions that you had okay i'll see you later